Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast with Sachin and Darren Milmandari, where we will be talking about all the things worth talking about in the magical world of the NBA. I'm your co-host, Milmandari. And I'm Sachin Harau. And in today's episode, despite the NBA season kind of just starting up, we're going to switch things up a little bit and we're going to make a top 10, the greatest all-time trios in any franchise. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so today is an interesting video. I don't think we've done any videos or uh, podcast episodes uh, in this style, uh, but we are going to be covering all-time trios. Now, just to lay out like the ground rules, so to speak, um, they have to be on the same franchise, but they have to have played together, right? So you can't have like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar plus LeBron James, plus Wilt Chamberlain as the all-time Lakers trio or something like that, right? They have to have played together, so it'd have to be something like Kareem plus Magic plus James Worthy, which is probably going to be on our list, all right? So they had to have all been on the court at the same time at one point in order to be classified as eligible, right? So let's get into it, and let's start with – we're going to go in order of the best to the lower trios. So we're going to start off with number one, which Millen, who would you classify as your number one all-time trio? All right. Controversial take, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, I and Dennis that. Rodman. All right. So I would like to say, just for the record, for second, I would say Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. But, but for first, I got to go with the Jordan team, the 73 wins. And this is why. So as we know, and we've discussed, Michael Jordan was a dominant player and often regarded as the greatest of all time. While I know that you disagree, Sachin, in my mind and many others, he is was the greatest NBA player ever to do it. And then you take, then you take Scottie Pippen, who would have been a superstar on any team. And in the year that Michael Jordan didn't play, Scotty Pippen averaged some of the best numbers of his of his career. So any other career, any other team that he would have been drafted by, he would have absolutely been an all-star. Not, not only an all-star, he would be the franchise player. So definitely Scotty Pippen, he is one of the greatest players ever. And just to put something into perspective, Michael Jordan at the time was averaging 3.2 steals. But Scottie Pippen happened to average three steals as well. So the, these, this duo of Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, not only were they unstoppable on offense, they would put you on locks. Both of them were all defensive. Scottie Pippen is a 10-time all-defensive player. So the, he is absolute locks. Like, you're not getting a single buck. This leads us to the last player on this list, the Draymond Green of this team, Dennis Rodman. So, Dennis Rodman. And just clarifying, you mean prime Draymond Green and not 2021 Draymond Green. Oh, no, we we don't talk about that. Um, So, a lot of people um, think of Dennis Rodman, they think of bad boy Pistons. But he actually, and as a lot of people know, he had an incredible three-year stint in Chicago where he averaged 16 rebounds a game. And that is just impeccable. And also a block and a steal to go along with it. 
So the man was, he was 37 years old, averaging 15 rebounds per game in a lower shot era, which means that there were less shots being taken. Mm, And he would just, yes, which means less rebounds to get, less available rebounds. And not only that, he had the highest rebound percentage of any NBA player, which which pretty much means if there was a rebound in his area, you are getting it. And one more thing, he was 6'7". So imagine, he was as tall as Michael Jordan, but getting more rebounds than some 7'3 dudes in the league. This man was an absolute legend. And while he's not an offensive threat, so to speak, averaging at most in his career 11 points per game, and that was in his second year, and during his Chicago stint, he averaged a um, 5.6 points per game, but also he was a pretty good passer when he wanted to. While he wasn't a primary ball handler, which means that obviously not, not as many passes, he still was dishing it out. So I think that it's amazing how he was 37 years old, LeBron James' age, pulling down 16 to 17 rebounds on a daily basis and posting up some of the best centers in the NBA. So yeah, I think that when you combine these three unstoppable forces of nature, I mean, you're you're guaranteed a three-peat. And one more thing, it, this team is completely unconventional. Dennis Rodman, 27th pick in the NBA draft. Scottie Pippen traded on draft night. So definitely, it's, I definitely think that this is the greatest trio of all time. All right, Sachin, who do you think is the second best trio of all time? Actually, I've got a couple things to say about the first. I think that you were expecting me to say uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Clay Thompson, and Stephen Curry. Actually, I was going to say the Lakers with James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Magic Johnson. Um, so this is interesting, right? You have your own picks, and I have, like, a slightly different view on that. So I do not disagree with you when you say the Bulls are yours. I know that you are a Bulls fan, and also you're very well justified in thinking so. I think Rodman really developed, like, when he was on, when he came to the Bulls at that point, he was already fairly well developed. He got a hang for the NBA, and he knows his strengths, and I think that worked very well for him. I mean, you might recount the zero points, 28 rebounds box score from him at one point. I mean, Dennis Rodman is amazing at what he does, and he was an amazing support player, and I definitely attribute a lot of the Bulls' success in their second three-peat to Dennis Rodman. Um Scottie Pippen also, I would agree, would be a cornerstone of any other franchise if he wasn't playing with Michael Jordan. Actually, he was a cornerstone. Um, he was one of them uh, when he was playing on the Bulls franchise, but he'd definitely be the star player on any other franchise. Um, and I think that you're absolutely right. And obviously, Michael Jordan is one of the greatest players of all time. So I think that your, your set makes sense. But Magic Johnson is regarded, regarded by most including me for the moment, um, as the best point guard of all time. Oh, right? also me, definitely. Greatest point guard ever to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I really do think that Curry can overtake him, depending on how long Curry plays. But 
I would regard Magic Johnson as the best point guard of all time as of current. And John Stockton is actually like very narrowly trailing Stephen Curry right now as third best of all time. Uh, I definitely respect John Stockton, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, many people argue him as the best player of all time. And I know that people have heard that before. Uh, Many people have said that Kareem, his skyhook is insane. All-time points record. He played over 1,500 games. I mean, 20 years. He won a championship. Uh, He won many of them with the Lakers. I think he did win one with the Bucs. He put up insane numbers as a younger younger player. Um, Kareem has proven pretty much anything that there is to prove in the NBA. And he holds one of the most renowned records ever. Um, Not only does he have MVPs, championships, and finals MVPs, but he also holds the all-time points record, right? So Kareem is an amazing player and one of the best players of all time, in my opinion, probably a top five or so. Uh, And then you have James Worthy, who I think is very slept on, actually. I think that he's very underrated. Not many people look at James Worthy, right? And I am kind of shocked by that because James Worthy was a high pick, right? And James Worthy was a very uh, high-rated prospect, and he played very well during his career. He was the guy who would step up if needed, and he filled that gap very well, any gaps in that Lakers team. And I think that that trio was absolutely amazing. Yes, Kareem was not in his prime. Yes, I understand that. And also, Magic did miss a couple years in his prime, Uh, but that team was still absolutely amazing. The Showtime Lakers are a legendary team. And in my opinion, out edge a Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, and Klay Thompson uh, Warriors team. And I wouldn't have even put Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Stephen Curry. I'd have put Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and Stephen Curry in the 2015 to 16 season. Um, Mill and I've already told why. They had more chemistry. And I've also said this before adding a star does not create points unless they show up on defense. And yes, Kevin Durant's good on defense, but the amount of points that he actually generated for the team versus the amount of points that he scored is very despair. Like there's a larger disparity in that number. Um, He didn't add much to the team in in points. He didn't add 30 points a game. Um, He just uh, took up possessions and usage from other players in order to achieve that 30 points. Um, Once again, I do respect him, but it's not like he changed that much. And if anything, he changed the chemistry of the team because you had two players who kept each other in check with their amazing three-point shooting, Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry. Draymond Green was the glue of the team. Iguodala was the veteran who supplied them with experience. And you had amazing pieces around them. This was a perfect system and a system that was almost guaranteed to win that year's championship. Still kind of salty about that. Went 73 wins. That team had more chemistry and, in my opinion, was a more successful team than the 2017-18 and 18-19 Warriors. So that's my personal take on that. But for number two, who do you have, Millen? I just said my number two pick in Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Stephen Curry. Who do you have as your number two pick? Um, my number two pick. Um, this is definitely difficult, but um I'll give me a second. I'm trying to think. Um definitely it definitely an older team because hmm, I'd have to go with the um 1970 to 71 Milwaukee Bucks. Definitely. So that, that team consisted of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Oscar Robinson, and Bob Dandridge. 
All right, so Oscar, um, sorry, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, this was the beginning of his career when he still played for the Milwaukee Bucks, and he was, and his name was Lou Alcindor. So he was an absolute beast. The man was averaging 32 points per game, 16 rebounds on incredible efficiency. So definitely Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, absolute legend. He's on incredible teams. And now the second player is Oscar Robertson. Most people know, know him as the player that has the second most triple doubles, but that was when he played for Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Royals, which is now the Sacramento Kings. And after, so after his almost entire career in Cincinnati, he, would, he moved to Milwaukee and he was an all-star, averaging 19 points per game, 8.2 rebounds, and 5.7 assists. Still one of the best point guards in the entire league. So definitely when you put in the incredible skill and, and just willingness to make the team better, Oscar Robertson, incredible addition to this team. And the final one is complete slept on Bob Dandridge. So most people don't know who he is, but in my mind, he is one of the greatest defenders of all time. He was a he was a pretty tall small forward at six eight, and he was an incredible scorer during ten, during the championship run. This was his only this is his second year, and he was averaging eighteen points per game and eight rebounds, and he was one of the best defenders in the league. So you pair that with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and as we saw later in his career, when blocks started to be recorded, he was one of the best shot blockers in the league, even when even when he was older. So pair that with you pair that with two of the best players of all time. I mean, you cannot beat that team. All right, so Sachin, who do you think is sorry, what do you think is the third best trio in the NBA? Okay, so this one, this is where it gets eh, just a little bit tougher. Um, so I'm gonna say, hmm. You know, see, I'm thinking of just the – it's just stuck in my mind is the Utah Jazz, uh, you know, because I'm just thinking of, like, Carl Malone and probably, I don't know, maybe Carl Malone, John Stockton, and who else? I don't know. I mean, that's Wait, like the main – hold up. I'm sorry. I think that we just slept on one of the bi- on one of the best big threes of all time. Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh. You know what? I think we did. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Would you like to talk about? Would you like to talk about? No, that team is number three. I'm sorry. I'm changing my answer. Utah guys can get knocked down to four. I don't care. Um. Oh yeah. Those the Heat in. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna say year 2013. Okay, because this is where they win their second championship. I'm talking about 2012 to 2013. This is where they win their second championship. And, like, Braun has pretty much silenced everybody. And also, he's developed his game a lot at this point, right? Because he went from being in a, I'm sorry, cough, cough, useless team in Cleveland uh, to an amazing supporting cast in Miami who pretty much just hands him. I'm not going to say hands him. He worked hard and he was an amazing player. But he's got Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh on his team to help him. So this Miami Heat was really unstoppable. 
And he's getting older now, right? He's not in, even close to out of his prime at this point. But LeBron James is finally kind of getting into that more experienced state. And the second championship has given him even more experience, especially in the heat of the playoffs. So I think that this 2012 to 13 heat was the best trio, in my opinion, regardless of if they win 2014 or not against the Spurs. That doesn't matter. I think that 2013 to 14 or 2012 to 2013 Heat is the best trio. What about you, Millen? Who would you put as your actually before I cover that top four? Now we're gonna go into the Utah Jazz roster, and I'm gonna say Carl Malone and John Stockton. And I don't know. Okay, why not? I'm gonna say William Cunningham because you know what? He wasn't a bad player, and I think that. And that system worked out well. I mean, you had amazing Stockton, and then you had Malone. That was like the main situation right there. Uh, you had pretty much the definition of a pick and roll. They were a great combo together, and uh, they we know what they've been able to do. Uh, Malone has all the inside game, and then Stockton is just so amazing on defense, and his passing ability is probably only paralleled by Magic Johnson. So, uh, And then you have uh, Cunningham, right? who is a center, so it kind of fits pretty well. And I think Cunningham, William Cunningham, uh, was a solid role player. Uh, There isn't much else on the Utah Jazz roster, in my opinion, uh, that even compares to Carl Malone and John Stockton. Everything else just pales in comparison. But um, if you had to pick anyone, I'd probably say Cunningham. But what about you, Millen? Who is your top four? Or who is your fourth overall uh, trio in NBA history? All right, well... This is a controversial take, but I hope that we can see a dynasty form, and that is the most recent Milwaukee Bucks team. All right, hear me out. So you have, so I'm just gonna say that this looks a lot like the Chicago Bulls team. And just saying, don't quote me on this, they're not the same team by any means. Chicago Bulls 10 times better than, than the 2020 to 2021 Milwaukee Bucks. But I think it's worth the comparison. All right. So first you have two stars of the team, and that is for the Bulls, it was it was Michael Jordan. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, it is Dante DiVincenzo. No, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. Um, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. And they are very similar. Both explosive players, and are and both of them are working on improving their game all around the court. So I think that they are both incredible players. Giannis, he's such a hard worker and he truly has just forged a championship. And then you have the Batman of the team, sorry, the Robin of the team. And that is Chris Middleton, who who is an incredible scorer. And so for Chris Middleton, he, he can be, he ranges from Michael Jordan to Kyle Kuzma. The man literally can score 40 when he wants to, when he wants to, though. If he's not trying, he will probably put up 13 points per game on 40 shooting. So both of them are impeccable players, and they show up in the playoffs. And then this brings us to the defender. And for for the Chicago Bulls, that was Dennis Rodman. Before, before sorry, the Milwaukee Bucks, that is Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is an absolute lockdown defender. Many times he's been described as 
the real DPOY by many of his NBA peers. So definitely, I think that Drew Holiday, he was one of the, he was definitely one of the best trades that I've seen happen to, to acquire Drew Holiday from the Pelicans. And he's added so much to this Milwaukee Bucks team. So Sachin, what do you think, what is your fifth best trio of all time? My fifth best trio. Okay. You know, this might sound a tad weird, but I'm going to go into the direction of, I'm actually going to go into the direction of the Lakers. And I'm going to say LeBron James. Uh, what is it? LeBron James probably was Anthony Davis. Uh, this is, um, keep in mind, this is like bubble playoffs, right? So I'm going to say probably LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and I don't know, maybe maybe Rondo. Why not? Sure. Bron, Anthony Davis, and Rondo. Now, reason why is because this is just kind of showing – this is 2020 Lakers, right? This was a bad situation for everyone, and I know that a lot of teams were supposed to perform better than they did, and a lot of teams were meant to perform much worse than they actually did. Um, and I know that it was kind of a weird situation, but I mean, this is just kind of proving again that LeBron defies aging, uh, a concept which we have talked about, uh, quite a bit on this, um, podcast, but I feel like LeBron just looks at aging and just says no. And that's exactly what he did in these playoffs. Right. I mean, and then Anthony Davis, right. Was doing amazing himself. And Anthony Davis has kind of shown that he's going to be a, future like star star player of the franchise right now it pretty much belongs to lebron but when he inevitably leaves the league and he goes away from the lakers this is going to be anthony davis's show right so this team is proving to us one lebron has still got it and then two anthony davis is an amazing player and is very very young right i think he was 26 at the time and he is going to be the future star of this team, right? He is a star, but he is not the star of the team right now. As I said, this is LeBron's show right now. But eventually, it's going to be Davis's turn, and he's going to end up running this whole team. So I'm excited for that. And I have said before that the Lakers have not adequately provided for the future and that they're not adequately preparing for after LeBron ends up leaving. Uh, but you know what? They're going to capitalize on it because it's LeBron James. He is a once-in-a-lifetime player. And it makes sense. They're going to try and squeeze every last ounce out of him, uh, you know, to just try and make a run for another championship. But I think that they'll figure out a way to rebuild through this. And when they do, this team can be very formidable again. I mean, Lakers pretty much never have a downtime, right? At, at least in terms of just having star power, right? I mean... You've had you've had Wilt on the Lakers, and then you had Kareem, and you had Magic, and you had all that, and then eventually you go into like the '90s, the late '90s, and then you have like Kobe Bryant, and then Kobe Bryant just carries you all the way to like the 2010s, and so, and then to 2016, you get a little bit of a rebuilding phase, and then LeBron comes in, and he's like, "All right, I'm here now." So the Lakers, in terms of having a star. They've pretty much always had one throughout their history. And they have one. Here's a pretty interesting statistical fact. Uh, before last season, the Lakers had a higher percentage, uh, a chance for winning a championship 
than the Clippers did of winning a game, a regular season game. So that is that just kind of shows the Lakers' dominance more than anything, in my opinion. And I think that the Lakers, this is a fun trio, right, in my opinion. It's just kind of symbolic of all these different factors, and that's what pushes it into the top five for me. But what about you, Millen? What is your top five? Honestly, I, um, I would have to agree with you, but I have an honorable mention, and that is Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. So we've only had one year and only, I think, 17 games that we've seen mm. all three of them play together. Yeah, I was going to actually say one thing. The reason why I wouldn't put that trio in is because it sounds like it's going to be so awesome, but statistically, they perform better when two out of three of those players are on the court than when all three are. So, I mean, and that kind of makes sense. Uh, most of the time, it's James Harden paired with someone else. So James Harden will be the passer, and then they can take on an ISO role. Or if it is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, both of them are ISO. And you know what? While that doesn't completely balance each other out, um, that's definitely an effective duo, right? So they still perform better in duos than they do as a trio. And that's the only reason I didn't put it in yet. They have proven a lot, and I'm going to be honest, they only lost the ring because Kevin Durant had one size too big feet. So, like, that that's a very tiny and trivial factor for why they didn't win the championship. Oh, yeah. The Suns, yeah, yeah. they, weren't, they weren't ready for any team. Uh-uh. Not a No offense to them. They weren't, they <laughs> like, weren't I'm ready. sorry. And I respect Suns fans, too. The, I mean, you guys have been team. waiting so long, but I'm sorry. You just don't stand a chance against the Nets. And... Kevin Durant literally made the shot. That's like the saddest thing, right? You got to go into the locker room realizing it was tie game in game seven. You made the shot, but your feet were on the line. And that's just painful, right? So, I mean, I think that the Nets are very, very close contenders, but they don't take the cake for me. Well, I think that is about wrapping up today's episode of the Daily Post podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time.